Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents... I got some banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah. Sports Talk Saturday. But there's a lot of bad things in this world, dude. Like skunks, dude. Hell no. Scratching your eye, but it's still itchy, dude? Hell no. Like getting paid not a lot of money, dude, for working? Hell no! On WGR. But banana bread at work, dude! Hell yeah! Sports Radio 550. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR 550. Banana bread is still solid, not great. But getting in at work, don't do it again. That's pretty darn good. We already good. did this before. <laughs> don't do it again. <laughs> we are going to go right to the Western Hotline where we have expected Buffalo's Chad Edeminis joining the show. Chad, thank you so much for joining us. How you been, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, you know, I mean, you know, we're pretty good. I was gearing up for football, really, almost solely. And the Sabres this week just decided, hey, time out. We're kind of cool, too. I mean, like, they just decided to do everything this week. Tate Thompson gets a long-term deal. Ukapeka Lukanen is signed to a two-year deal. And, of course, the news that I, I feel like everyone under the age of, like, 45 has been waiting for, the Black and Reds are back. First off, how do you feel about those coming back? Yeah, it's exciting. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I started getting – I mean, it, it's, you know, from the 90s, stuff like that. But I, I think for me it's kind of when I started getting back into hockey in kind of the early 2000s, you know, that 05-06 run. Um, it's kind of what draws me into that logo in, in Jersey the most. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. It's fun. Um, it's something fans have wanted for a long time now. So, uh, it, it's nice for the fans. It's nice for morale and to kind of, kind of keep the good vibes going from the end of last season. Speaking of the good vibes, I mean, for a number of years here, especially, you know, I would probably say the past five, the Sabres have really been not very great at ceremonies, really anything in terms of fanfare. But, you know, with RJ Knight, with Ryan Miller coming up this year, too, and now these jerseys, does this kind of prove that, I guess, the good vibes that the team are clearly showing on the ice, is that now more being transferred over to management as well? Does this kind of prove that this is going to become a team that the fans can really get behind, where for years past, it was it was very tough to be a Sabres fan? Yeah, I think they've learned some lessons, and maybe even some hard lessons on things they've done in the past. Uh, so that that's good to see, you know, and, and I think they're listening to kind of what fans want more than trying to tell the fans what they want. Uh, so I think that that's a good thing too. And then, you know, when, when your team's winning and you have likable players, um, that's always a good thing too. You know, when, when you're losing and you don't have likable players and 
people can get on you more about little things where, you know, the opposite, where if you mess something up little, they'll kind of let it go and they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, but I think overall, all around, on ice, off the ice, um, you know, they're doing, they're doing a pretty good job right now of, of getting people back in. Uh, this is as easy as a transition as we're going to get. Likeable player, signed to a long-year deal, uh, and, and your partner with Expected Buffalo, Anthony Scandra, says the pterodactyl himself, Tage Thompson getting that long-term extension. Chad, your initial thoughts on Thompson getting that deal after uh, – there's some skeptics around it, of course. Like There's going to be the side that says he's only done this for one year, but then there's the other side that says if he pops off, well, who knows what happens. So uh, what do you got for us on this? Yeah, look, I mean, there's understandable risk here, right? Like you said, it's only off of one year, which I understand. Um, you know, because the years before that were not pretty with Thompson. But, I mean, he's always been that high-volume shooter. He's always, you know, his individual expected goals have always been reasonably high. Uh, but I think what makes it tough for people is kind of what happened here and two, you know, two or three of the main reasons that this season he had aren't, I don't want to say are not measurable, but, you know, they're, they're difficult to measure in, in a sense. You know, one can be – one is uh, his teammates. You know, this is a guy who, for the majority of his NHL career with the Sabres, I mean, Vladimir Saboka, Casey Middlestat, uh, and the young Rasmus Asplund were, you know, his most common line mates. Not a lot of offensive acumen there. And then this year he goes – you know, his most common line mates are Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck. And Alex Tuck in particular, I think, once he arrived in Buffalo and got in not only for the team was he great, but – you know, Thompson, you know, really took off even more than he was when he started the season. So, and I, and I think that group will be together probably next season too. So you have that carrying over. And then, you know, the big thing is the, the position change. I mean, that's huge. Again, it, it's hard to measure, but if you look at it, you take a guy, a, a six foot seven forward who kind of, you could say maybe got boxed in on the wing and kind of couldn't do, you know, what he liked to do. He couldn't get his shot off. He took a little bit too much time, but he went to work on that last summer working on his release, getting the puck off a stick more. And then he got pushed to the middle of the ice, you know, but the nice move by Granado there. And that opens things up for him. He's put in the middle of the ice more. Uh, and he can be that true finisher kind of on a rush offense where a lot of his goals last year, we think about are him joining the rush, coming in late, picking up, finding that opening and just getting his shot off and catching those goaltenders, you know, and it's, it's really that matter of a fraction of seconds. And, and he went to work on it and, you know, he didn't try the extra move. He didn't, you know, wind up for the big slash shot. It's just a quick wrist shot. He's got that nice release, and you catch goalies off guard, and you can beat them clean. So, you know, those things are kind of going to continue to kind of roll along. He's going to get the minutes. He's going to get the power play time. He's going to get the teammates. He's going to stay in the middle of the ice. So when you kind of put all that together, you know, it's easy to understand why the Sabres felt comfortable investing in him long term because really not much is changing from last season. So, no, I, I think they should feel confident, and, and I, I like him taking a chance. you got to do that sometimes, and it doesn't always work out, but you know, sometimes you got to try to catch value. I think maybe the only stat from last year for Thompson that had some fans a little worried was his, his 30 assists. Chad, do you think there's – is that more Thompson? Is that more his line mates? Or is it something that he, just, he had transitioned to center basically in the middle of preseason? Do you think that – assist number is going to go up or do you think he's going to be much more of a goal first kind of center rather than a, a full around playmaking center? Yeah, I don't think there's much. There's, I, I mean, I, I think 30 assists is about where he's going to would end up. Um, I just don't see him as a playmaker. He's just a definition of a true finisher. And, you know, that's, that's what it is. And, and maybe Tuck is more, more of that playmaker because Skinner 
on that line as a finisher too. Although Skinner, you know, he can make those nice plays to set guys up in front. He has that ability. Um, but no, I mean, I'm not expecting a lot of assists out of him. I think 30 to 35 is probably about right. Um, maybe he picks up a few more assists if goalies are cheating uh, and rebounds, you know, kind of off his shot because he does have that hard shot that's hard for goalies to handle sometimes. So maybe his numbers kind of boost in off of that because he's not really going to fool anybody this year in goalies already. But off the rebound, you know, if Skinner's crashing that or tucked around the net, um, really anybody, whoever his line mates are, you know, they can benefit from that as well too. But, no, I, I wouldn't expect much to increase there with the playmaking. And, and I don't think it really has to. You know, if he's putting up around 30 goals and, you know, 30 points, that's, that's a 60-point player. And that's that's about $7.1 to $4 million how much that player costs in this league. I, I still – don't think that Thompson's a true number one first line center on a playoff team. I think they would need to get somebody else to kind of go along with him, which I'm not sure they have right now. But you know, a seven point one four million dollar center that realistically can maybe fall as you two, see they can score thirty goals and sixty points in a season. Um, you know, I, I think that's some great value that they captured there if if you can keep that going. Chad Deedon Minnesis of Expected Buffalo on the West Her Hotline. Chad, uh, when it comes to Looking into that, like you made mention just now, he's probably not a number one on a playoff team. And then, of course, it comes to who's next. Um, Anthony wrote something on your website about who could be that next person to take the step to get that big contract. Uh, what are your thoughts? Who do you feel like is that next person that uh, could be able to get that nice payday, able to take that next step upwards? And who are other players that we could be looking at to see a little bit of showings of who can be the next one to take the step and get that payday? Honestly, I think the next one is going to get a big payday. It's probably going to be Darlene. Um I think the front office is really impressed with what he did. I think, you know, Don Granado, as we heard a lot last year, is a huge proponent of Darlene. And I, I keep telling anybody who listened to me, I, I think they're molding him to be, after the after Postal was done with Buffalo, I think, you know, Darlene's going to be the next captain of this team. That's just, I think they're molding him in that. They gave him a bigger role in the locker room last season, more of a leadership role. Um, so, I mean, I think he's going to be here for a long time. So, I think the guy that paid the next big, big money is probably going to be Darlene. Uh, but beyond that, you know, Cousins is coming up um, on a big season here. Let's see what he does. Um, a sneaky one could be Matias Samuelson. Maybe it's not big money, but you can maybe try to lock in, you know, three to four million dollars on maybe like a six-year contract, something. Like that, you know, it's not going to be seven, eight million dollars, but I think that's somewhere you can capture some value, uh, which maybe they kind of try to do with Yoki Haru for going for a couple of years. Uh, maybe with Samuelson, they can go a little bit longer, but I think Cousins and Samuelson, um, besides Dalene, kind of be the two guys I, w- I would keep an eye on. You brought up Dylan Cousins there, and towards the end of last season, it seemed like he was starting to find his groove a little bit. He was just kind of getting unlucky in front of net. What do you expect from him in sort of now what is officially going to be year two of the Don Granato system? He was interim for half a season there, but now year two, he seemingly is, is starting to find his role. What do you expect him to look like now? I mean, he, he's kind of got like that toughness to him. I've joked a number of times that I think he'd fight a polar bear for a lot of these guys. But on the offensive side of the puck, what do you, what do you think he can do this year? Yeah, I'm curious if more of that kind of scoring touch comes through. I mean, it was there in juniors. Um yeah, I mean, you said there's been some bad luck there. Maybe he's not going to be the finisher that I expected when he was drafted. Um, but I think there's more scoring there. I think there's more. There's some playmaking there, too. Uh, he fits this system as kind of a rush forward. 
I think he learned last year, which, which some of the guys do. You know, guys like to puck on their stick. Uh, they like to play in the rush, you know, and we saw it. And I mentioned, I mentioned with a couple of other people with, you know, Eichel. His first few years, there was a lot of turnovers in his game because it takes those guys who have the puck a lot one or two years to figure out what works and at this level. What can they get away with? How can they get around, you know, defenders? And what moves can they make? And, and they learn that. And I think uh, Cousins is going to be at that level now where he understands what works and what doesn't work at this level. I think that will improve his rush game. And, I, you know, I, I think if they can get, you know, some better forwards around it, maybe some more scoring forwards, where I think the last couple of years he's kind of put, been put with some more defensive forwards because that's, that's where Granado leaned on him as, kind of that two-way uh, centerman that, you know, goes against Connor McDavid or Crosby. And sometimes he wins that matchup impressively. But there's other nights where it kind of goes rough for him. But I think it's kind of where Granado sees him and kind of wants him in the mold of, you know, in, in a, maybe close to a Sean Couturier. I don't think he's going to be, you know, as productive potentially. But a guy who's maybe not a first-line center, maybe he's that dynamic third-line center for you that, that can play at both ends. He can get the tough matchups. He can allow Thompson to kind of focus on that offensive aspect, get easier matchups. Um, so, yeah, and I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, I think you're going to have a 70-point player there. But if you get a guy 55, 60 points who can play a strong two-way game for you, then – you know, I think that's something that Sabres should really look forward to, and it might not be flashy, uh, but I think that's kind of something they need to fill in right now. So switching gears a little bit here, Chad, we had another signing this week, and it was UPL signed a two-year deal around league minimum. Uh, the second year of that deal is a one-way contract. So what do you think this next deal means for Lukanen, given the current goalie situation with the Sabres with Comrie and Anderson? seemingly being the starters this year, and it might be another season in Rochester for UPL. Yeah, I think it locks him into, um, you know, that, that spot that he's in now um, in, in terms of being like an AHL player. Um, I, I think that locks him into that role for this season. And the next year it gets interesting. Um, Anderson probably isn't back next year. So let's say things go good with Comrie. Uh, is he the backup to Comrie then? I guess we'll find out the year after on a one-way deal. That would make sense. That's the next step uh, he takes this year. I think he'll get, I don't know what a decent amount is, maybe between 10 to 20 NHL games still this year. Um, you know, maybe get some nights off for Anderson. There's going to be injuries. Uh, so I still think he gets his look in the NHL this year. But definitely it's going to be interesting in Rochester because the one thing the Amherst did do uh, Adams and Carmona says they boosted that defense. They brought a lot of borderline um, tweeners, you can call them, defensemen in, uh, veterans to kind of help that team defensively. Now, there's going to be a lot of young forwards on that team, which is going to maybe make things difficult at times. But I think they kind of shirt up that defense, which kind of takes away one excuse out of, well, he's facing all these hard, high-danger, difficult shots at the AHL level, and that's why his numbers are what they are. So I think if that cleans up a little bit, We'll get more of a cleaner look here, and it's 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 a big year for Lucan. Even though he's not in the NHL, uh, Portillo could be coming. We'll see how that works out. If he goes to free agency, if he does sign, um, Levi is definitely going to be coming. So the next two guys in line in theory are kind of nipping at his heels here. So you know, I, I think if he struggles again, um, you know, the Sabers might make a decision there on him. So we'll we'll, we'll kind of see what what this comes with here this season. Speaking of some of the prospects, Chad, um, we've got the prospects tournament coming up in a couple of weeks here for the Sabres as they host Dowd at Harbor Center. 
obviously we know some of the big names, but um, who would you be most looking out for for the upcoming prospects tournament for the blue and gold? Oh man, uh, there's a lot of names. Um, I'm kind of I'm hoping Savoy kind of gets his first look here. We didn't see him at development camp. I'm hoping he's able to play in that after that injury because um, that'd be fun to see. Uh, Coolidge, I think, is definitely going to be a fun guy to watch. He had a great World Junior tournament for Czechia. Um, so that'll be fun. You know, Rosine, he played pretty well for Sweden, too. Uh, so good to look at him. And then, yeah, I mean, you're going to get kind of your first look at Cedarquist here because he'll be down in the AHL. Uh, I would imagine Kisikov is in that tournament, too. So you know, there's a lot of guys that kind of, kind of get a look at, a lot of younger guys in here. Um, and then you always have your one or two fun um, guys they just bring along. I mean, they're bringing that uh, kid from Czechia who played pretty well as a, as a goaltender. Um, and I'm sure they'll have a couple other invitees too. That'll be, that'll be kind of fun to watch and follow, but I think definitely Coolidge and, you know, Savoy be at the top of the list. Chad, before we let you go, what do you guys got going on? Uh, as we get closer, obviously to the prospects uh, tournament and stuff like that, the season is really only right around the corner. Preseason's coming up before, you know, you even blink. What do you guys got coming up, uh, as we get closer to the season? Yeah, so we, um, I think this weekend we're actually going to get back and get a podcast going in. We haven't done that in about a month because it's been super slow, but now we have some things to talk about. So we'll get the podcast going again on a weekly basis here. Uh, I know Eddie's working on a few things uh, with his expected learning kind of series, maybe one or two wrap-up series. We get to the end of the over at the end of the summer. Uh, and then, yeah, we, start, we, you know, we get to camp, prospects challenge. Then we'll start going to get into camp battles, the way the roster looks. Uh, and all that fun stuff, kind of basically get the uh, expected Buffalo engine going again and getting down the tracks here ready for a, kind of a big season for the Sabres. Chad Dedeminisis of Expected Buffalo on the Wester Hotline. Chad, thank you so much for taking some time out of your Saturday. I know there's a long weekend coming up with Labor Day, but thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, not a problem, guys. Yep, have a great weekend. You too, see you. That was Chad Edeminisis of Expected Buffalo. He joined the Sports Talk Saturday. I, I guess now it's the trio. I mean, you know, Derek just kind of <laughs> barged in here. But this is good. This is good. I just came out of work. I was like, you know what? I'm around the corner. I figured. So it, it was more or less, it was, the, it was the Texas line. It was the first thing. Oh, I, yeah. I turned on the radio. Like, I just turned on the car. And there you are saying, he is elite. Leave me alone. Texas is back. And that was what a line to turn the radio on. The with, amount, the, the amount I get bullied. For by the way, I was talking about Trevor Lawrence leading into that. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, was just, <laughs> I, I just threw Texas in there. I didn't mean to either. It's just that I'm very defensive with them because like he's I, wearing an orange shirt. People, I was gonna say yeah. he's wearing a very Texas orange shirt. I, yeah. I, I, it's you know, not quite burnt orange, but it's orange. It's not quite burnt orange. I'm trying to look good. I'm gonna meet my girlfriend's parents today, which is actually it's partially why I'm wearing orange. I am going to. The Syracuse game tonight, I'm literally leaving here. I'm going down to see Syracuse versus Louisville. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well when we get back. But also, Derek, are you hanging out a little bit longer? I, 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 can, I can hang. Cool. Me and Josh are going to interview you because we've been watching a show on Hulu about the Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney adventure that they're making over in England with Wrexham AFC. There's a new show. It is... I, Josh, would you say it's a blast? I'm having a blast. It is with, oh, captivating. No. Like it's I, captivating. I look forward to every Thursday now. It, yeah. it, it wouldn't be a show with me here without something going off the rails, huh? Exi- absolutely not. Oh no, this was planned. This is, you, it, you showing up was not fair. part of the this plan. But this was part of the plan, and now okay, it's even then. better. Yeah, All now right, we're then. just going to sit here and try to sell you on the show. I may also try to sell other shows because I'm a TV junkie. That's what I do. We'll see what happens. But we're going to take a quick time out. This is Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, obviously the, the numbers, the duration, um, show that we feel he is a piece of the future and a strong piece of it and you know we're very we're very comfortable uh doing that i think i think obviously kevin was or or we wouldn't have done it and i know i am you know he's he's proven lots of things through in many ways through just uh tangible attributes and intent you know intangibles that uh, are very important to success and uh, I was uh, probably every bit as excited as he was. Uh, we had a conversation together last night. It's great, and uh, it's one more reason to look forward to the start of the season. Sabres head coach Don Granado from earlier this week when he was on the Howard and Jeremy show talking about Tage Thompson's new five-year deal worth $70 million. We were just on the Western Hotline with Expected Buffalo's Chad Minnesis. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Zach Jones along with you, Josh Schmidt behind the board, Derek Kramer here for probably about another two segments as we wrap up the Saturday. With an ambush-style uh, oh, yeah. appearance. That's all good. It's all right. Especially now because me and Josh, we, we, we previewed it before the break. Real quick, before we do that. Yeah. Um, can I just say it's, um, it's weirdly fascinating that Bill's Mafia now has beef with a sea lion? See, you say weirdly fascinating. I think that's on brand. It's very on brand. I think that's incredibly. On, I, I didn't on know brand. about this until about three minutes ago, and I was speechless. <laughs> but at the same time, I expected it. Like it makes yes, sense, of course. Like it's just one of those things where you know, like they're beefing with a sea lion. Like, what's he gonna say back? Or what, I was gonna, gonna say, say what's what does the, the sea lion do? <laughs> the what's the one sea lion does the fox say? I don't know. Uh, sea lions clap too. They clap their fins together. Is our sea our- are sea lions the same animal? Like they roll over on their side and they just slap their stomach at like I don't know supersonic if seals speed. or sea lions. I think, I think they both seals. do it. I don't know, but they're every... both they're they're both equally like. Put it on a pole. Which one does that? Okay, because yeah. <laughs> whenever whenever I see the animals slap like their stomach at supersonic speeds, I lose consciousness. I laugh so hard every single time. But in case anyone doesn't know what this was, 
It was it was a zoo in California, right? Yes. Uh, they had essentially you know, an animal pick the game. You know, it's in California, so the Rams, Bills pick the game, and the sea lion with its you know just adorableness with its snout, its its a uh, its nose. Which which the, the Rams? Come on, let's be real here. The Rams helmet was put in that position. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That was easy. It, it was easy. It's a California sea lion, and and not, they kind of made not sure quite like California nugget. seals though. No. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. hockey reference. The California Golden Seals, Maybe, yeah, but not. It's not quite a Golden Seal, so I don't trust its pick acumen. I've never seen a Golden Seal, so okay. I, maybe that's just a fictitious. So character. out of the loop right here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it, watch you two like talk about seals. I'm like, what listen, is happening here? <laughs> this is an old hockey reference. These guys wore white skates. Okay. Oh yeah, they R- played R- in the R- '60s when their when their skates would turn black from getting hit with the puck. They would just paint over it. And just keep painting over. So just yeah, layers no. of paint, layers and this, layers this of paint. Team and they were terrible most years. Well, that the makes sharks, sense. The sharks are bringing them back in the reverse retros. Yes. Oh, okay, that's what's up. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. The gold. Someone that can't ice skate. The idea of then painting them and trying to skate as well is just what I would call. It's stupid. just easy little paint job on the top of uh, over the puck line. What's what's so hard about easy that? Easy paint job until you know Gregory over here, the interns, decides to put like oh, huge ass coat all over the skate. What are we going to do now? I mean, first off, interns in the 60s? Okay, so one guy's nephew who's not being paid, (laughs) who's just sitting on the side. That's gross. Yeah, but at the same time, so were they on the ice anyway. That's true. It's Um, very true. Yes. But yes, I I know you can't skate, Zach. I've been there for this. It's actually... uh, I avoid it. I avoid it. Every day of my life. Matter of fact, it's on YouTube, people. It is on YouTube, and I avoid it every day of my life. <laughs> if I have anyone that asks me, do you want to go ice skating? Do you know me? No. <laughs> I mean, even when I you do asked know, you, I was going to say, when, you, when we went, it I was do know you, very much the point that I couldn't ice skate, and you're like, we're going to go film a video, and I'm like, all right. Yeah, and it's still hilarious. And I made peace you know with what? my God, and we just went with it. I know Josh could skate. Zach, let's go ice skating. We, we got it. We got it now. We got it like, now. It's like 83 outside, guys. I mean, not Don't right this. now, but eventually. Like, no, we, eventually, we'll in, no, the we winter, in the we winter, in the winter, we're going to somewhere and we're skating. You know, let's make him real nervous. Let's put him on a pond. Let's put him in the net. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, for anyone out there, God. Uh, the seal pole is up, and there is a GIF for reference. Oh, good, 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 good. It's not the greatest <laughs> okay. quality, but it's the best I could do. But it's there in the short it. time good. that I had. People are just going to look at the GR Twitter. And go, what the hell? <laughs> It's all right. Uh, yesterday, what, what, what was going on yesterday with um, it was yesterday or, or Thursday that like every Twitter account everywhere was just putting out like it was Thursday. Lower, it was Thursday. Lower cased whatever they did. Oh, it was the most frustrating. The first thing one I've ever I seen saw was life. CNN, and they said just said breaking, breaking news. news, and I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And then nothing. Like, and then everyone else just kind of like took it off, like just sports, football, all lowercase. I'm like, what is going on here? And I'm at work, so like I'm not really keeping up with anything. So like I'm just like. Am, am I the crazy person? Me and yes. Brayton. Me and Brayton had a little back and forth with the with you the did, WGR I, I, I Twitter. I laughed really loud at that. Brayton tweeted out sports. I tweeted out radio, and then he fired back five fifty, <laughs> and it was perfect. Yes, yeah, so you guys had a nice little. Uh, oh. I, I did see that too. Like it's sometimes it's a, it's a very liberating. I, I don't. I don't get Twitter. Who started that though? Like I want to know like which Twitter account did that first, and like everyone else just like yeah, let's do it. I don't like, know the, the just the one word. You know, oh. I don't remember. I don't know. But back to what me and Josh were going to try You're to welcome, convince. welcome, by the way, totally screwing with your plans. Yeah, no, it's fine. We're going to try to convince Derek to watch this show, right, Josh? Oh, yeah. It is about Wrexham FC. I think, what is it? We are Wrexham or Welcome to Wrexham? 
Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. And for those that don't know, who, who don't watch soccer, that's um, me. Essentially, what goes on in England and really Europe, why they have promotion and relegations is that there's teams essentially in every single town, city. It doesn't matter. They're they're there. You have your okay. pro team. And in Wrexham, a city in northern Wales, there's, of course, a team. Now, they're in the lower divisions. Of the 10-rung pyramid that goes on with English soccer, they're in the fifth division. The top four the are tenth the rung, ones that matter. And the 10th rung being like your beer league teams that just play yeah. for fun. Yeah, like... But you're and still technically in the pyramid, and you could eventually make it up conceivably. There's actually that's why there's another yeah. team uh, that's kind of blown up on TikTok. Uh, these six 19 year olds bought this team two years ago, and they've gotten back to back promotions, and they're in the seventh level mm-hmm. right now. And they're trying to make their way up. They're getting sponsorships. They're that's getting they're on like kind of cool. Yeah, it's, 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 right? it's, it's really cool. it's really fun because then you just pick a true underdog that can totally make it all the way up. But then there's also the time when those underdogs come crashing down, which is what happened to Wrexham. Yes. So Wrexham, they have now been bought by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. Ryan Reynolds, of course, being Deadpool and Rob McElhaney being of Always Sunny in Philadelphia fame. And they essentially bought this team. And Rob is a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. He's, what, what do you say? The 2017 Super Bowl win is like the greatest moment yeah, of his life. Yeah, he's from Philly. So like yeah. that's like his antithesis right there is like, this is he, my, this is my huge, moment. Yeah. He's a yep. huge sports junkie. That was his moment. And so him and Ryan Reynolds, really, he needed Ryan Reynolds for more money. <laughs> but so, like, he's not he, even really... He even he says lie. that in the show. He doesn't like, lie. He's like, I have TV money, but I needed, like, superhero movie money. Along with uh, gin money. And, yeah. And, <laughs> he's and, just, like, going And mobile all. company money. Like, because Ryan Reynolds has Ryan all Reynolds that stuff. Because everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So he brought him in. And Reynolds... Not a bad thing, though. Yeah. But Reynolds is also very much a part of this. You know, seriously, like he's like he is a. If he, he was asking to invest, he probably just was like, "Hey, you know what? I'll, yeah. I'll I'll go in on this, but I'm not just going to be the money. I want to be in on this. exactly. So which it's, is re- fair. It, it's really cool, and you're seeing this a lot more. That like like if I wanted to pay to teach Zach Jones how to skate, I want to be there for this. Exactly. You don't want to just be told like, "Oh, he's doing better." It's like, no, I want to see him do better. I want to be there worse. for this. Well, what, or worse. <laughs> what's really cool about the show, though, is it get worse. <laughs> I've seen it. You, you fall. You fall worse. down. You fall down more. You can get worse. <laughs> yeah, but easily. What's really cool about man's, the show is man's grabs onto the boards. Man, <laughs> easily. Funny. I love it. The boards are my safe space. What's really cool about the show though is they take you through the whole buying process because this team, in in a way, is kind of like the Green Bay Packers in the sense of the the town mm. owns the team and they have the decision of like because they 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 talk about it. They had been, you know, like. The owners, the previous owners, just were kind of like just in it for the money. And when the team went south, they just kind of silently like backed yeah, out, went and away, they, and just they may be in England, but it was an Irish goodbye. Yes, and Bingo. so the town wants to ensure that that's not going to happen again. So the town voted, and I, I don't know, I think it was like a ninety-eight percent yes. Like it was, yeah, an it, insane, it was a lot. It was yeah. kind of surprising for the fact that when they initially heard that Reynolds and McElhaney were coming in for it, they all kind of thought it was like. Oh, oh and PR what's stuff. great? Yeah, what's great exactly. is the show is rated like R. So there's just you get all the old English people just swearing up a storm. Like this <laughs> oh, is a terrible aggressive. bleeping blanking. Like don't they do this. That aggressive. Like, and especially, I mean, like it, it's a smaller. It's, it's, it's foot, a Welsh town. It's it's European football fans. Yes, yes. bingo. But it's kind of cool like to see this because like you find out that like in the smaller you know Welsh town, I think the population is like sixty thousand people. Their stadium holds. 12,000, I think, 13,000. So, like, it's a percentage of that town, like, goes there every single Saturday with their season tickets. And right away, when Reynolds and McEnany got there, they got there, I think, in the, the middle of a season, right? 
Something like that. And in the middle of COVID. So there was yeah. no fans in the stands. Uh-huh. No fans. And at one point in the lower divisions, there is a playoff to see if you can get promoted. There's the right. automatic promotion when you win. Some of the leagues, it's first and second get automatically promoted. Mm-hmm. And then like three through like seven or whatever. Yeah. Play the playoff. They got they were fighting to try to get in the playoff. And when they didn't, they fired the coach and got rid of 10 players. They and just it, went it, full it, rebuild. Yeah. And it immediately showed to like the fans of Wrexham, oh, they're not oh, these kidding. Americans aren't just here to make money or like do this cool, quirky thing. Like we bought a soccer team. They're like, no, no, no. We're putting money yeah. into and this. And then the next win. season, they went out and got one of the best coaches they could get, one of the best players they can get. They also had an advantage of having money to throw around. Absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. That, but that's what that's what these teams need because basically that fourth level of of English football is just purgatory because you're you're just good enough where you're competitive, but you're not rich enough to get that big name player that pushes you to the next level. Yeah. Because then you jump up into the like good part of the pyramid where you're in uh, EFL one, EFL two, and the championship, and then the Premier League. So it's they're trying to get over that hump, and that's what like the fans all said. If they get us just back into the top part oh, of the they're pyramid, happy. they're happy because they, they've been, done it's more. Been Fifteen years that they've yep. they've been in this singular division. It's not like they've been relegated a bunch and and, and or promoted. They've, they've just been in. They've stayed mid in, in this yeah, place in the yep. fifth division for like 15, 16 years. As mid as mid can get. Yep. Right. Fifth that division. is that is the best way to put it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And and you can and you just, it, it it's fascinating too because obviously we come from a city of Buffalo. I mean, like we are. It, we understand fifteen are, years of being yeah, in the same. We thing. understand mid. <laughs> we understand. We mid, understand. But not even just not even just that. Like we fully understand our sports teams being so ingrained in our city's so, culture, but also so ingrained within its misery. Yes, um, of it's, not it, it's of so, being of being there and just not good enough. Yeah, it's uh, so interesting to like spinning listen the, to them talk. Spinning the tires, yes. Yeah. Spinning the tires, but they even bring up that, like, you know, going to games on Saturdays, while it's, like, their favorite thing to do, winning and losing or a draw very much dictates how the week is going to be. Mm-hmm. Now there and is, Bills fans were like, oh, oh, I get that. There <laughs> is some promise. So they're into their next season here. I think this is going to be their third season, technically second full season yeah. as owners. Right now, Wrexham actually played today. Uh, a bit earlier, me and Zach were following along with it. They won five nothing. They five nil. Get it right. Sorry, five nil. <laughs> five nil. Uh, they are currently on a four game win streak, and they are in second place in the league. All right. The only so, team ahead of them being one point ahead of them. And it, it, as some of you may not know, in soccer, if you tie, you get a point. If you win, you get three points, and if you lose, you get nothing. Oh man, what's that like? Yeah, imagine I, tying I and getting a point. Really does need to like. Get with the times. Yeah, get mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, such a beautiful sport run by a garbage league. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there is know, there is fits. promise, and like it looks like this, they might finally it, it get does, over that. It hump. does feel like that. As much as you would have wanted them to come up the first season, that this really was a hardcore rebuild. It was something that is painful initially, but the rewards the fact are still, always sweeter. The fact they stayed in the fifth division after cleaning house. Yeah. Good on you. And it and it also tells you like. Oh boy! Like you had some work to do here. Like this was even the, though you they, replaced a lot. This of guys. new ownership was mid's not acceptable. Yep, we're doing better than this. And I think it's the thing. Like you know, there's 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 a few American owners in soccer. The Glazers, very much to be specifically one with Manchester United, where it's this is a money making machine. We'll spend money, yes, but we won't really bring in like the right people. We're not really sports junkies. We just know sports brings us money. And you can tell with Ryan Reynolds and really mainly Rob McElhaney, who are sports fans, 
there is sort of that deep understanding of knowing that, look, a rebuild can be painful, but often it's needed. That if you just consistently stay around like, well, we're competitive, you become mid. You become this team that just gets lockstepped into So I want to put a parallel to this, uh, tying into the last segment and Josh's shirt. Um, Yeah, fans acquiring a team can be good, but also potentially dangerous. Um, One of the big things over the years had been how often was ownership meddling with the Buffalo Sabres? Yeah. And why don't they do it with the Bills is uh, often the question that outsiders would ask. And the answer is fandom. Absolutely. Pagula's introductory press conference was of being awestruck, being able to meet Gilbert Perrault, Mm -hmm. talking about the Sabres and being in love with this team. They're deeply hockey fans. They're deeply hockey fans. They helped build an ice arena and complex for Penn State. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't do anything on the football side because it's not in their blood. That's not what they love, and that's okay. Um, Owning a football team and not loving football is perfectly fine. Um, There's your money-making venture for them. Yeah, I mean, that's the money-making Especially with how well they're doing now. But oftentimes, in years past, the question was how often, how involved is management, and can they back off? So there's a double-edged sword to this. And it'd be interesting to see with this club, with McElhaney and Reynolds, how involved are they? How involved will they remain? And that's the thing. They're closer to what the Pagulas are with the Bills, where you know McElhaney and, and Reynolds, you can tell, are still trying to learn the game. They want to love the game. They're both they're sports junkies. They want to yes. know the game. But you can tell they're hiring people who know the game of soccer. They're bringing them in. Tell me what we need to do. Who do we need to buy? Like They, they did this where I, I think you wind up being the club's record signing. Uh, this guy named Paul Mullen, he's a striker, so obviously goal scorer. He, he had like 32 goals in League One, not even League Two. So, I mean, like they were and they jumping up a good, good. So they yeah. can, he was like two steps away from the Premier League, So then, and they convinced him to come down. Yeah, they convinced him to like, come down. And basically they were Having asked, that money helps. Right. Oh, oh fair. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and they did the same thing with the coach. Not his coach, but a coach. There was, uh, I can't remember his name now, but the, the coach had gotten multiple different teams promoted levels at a time and they convinced him to leave i think it was league he might even been in the championship he was in the championship he was in the championship he he was a step away from the premier league like the championship is the level below so he was a step below that and he decided you know what i'm going to come down and help these guys and again it could be the money but judging by the by the results it looks like these people actually want to be here so that's big. It's 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 very and it's it's just it's a very intriguing show because like like Zach was saying, they show you all these people and then they're like, yeah, like he's like one of the centerpieces and here's the coach and then boom, they're all gone because they just fire everybody it, it, and well, transfer it, everybody. It was incredibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Josh were both watching kind of at the same time. We were texting and it was like very jarring after the end of the first episode and it, it, it gets you in. It's one of those pilot episodes that like after you're like, oh, oh, oh when's the next episode? I need to watch it because it was just. You spend most of the episode not only, of course, knowing Rob and Ryan, but it was the team as a whole. And then you find out, like, these guys are all gone. They have completely gutted the team. They are starting over. And you're like, oh, oh, And you also, they do in-depth interviews with fans. And Mm -hmm. they follow these fans through what Yeah, they have to sign probably a signing agreement to be on the show to talk to regularly. Yeah, so it's, it's, and it's crazy to see how, like, I mean, we as sports fans know it, but it's like their whole mentality, like, it affects everything. Like mm-hmm. it's it's so fun to see. It's such a, yeah. a nice in depth dive. I, yeah, no, I I'm intrigued. I 
It's, I, de- it's definitely a show if, if you're a sports fan, like if you like anything with Hard Knocks, the Bills and Sabres embedded series. Yes, it, it it's a those little been, bit like those. I, I have appreciated the fact that those two teams have been able to uh, really, really? Be, be able to pull the curtains back a little bit for fans. Um, by the way, um, something that hasn't been acknowledged that we do need to talk about with the Sabres, mm-hmm. uh, the social media team. What a revamp! They Very are much fantastic. So. Very much they've so. Been, it's like it's, dubs all around. Yeah, it's kind of what I was like talking to Chad. Like, is it like they've almost taken the vibes from on ice, and it's really kind of engrossed the entire organization. I think part of that is also having someone in your management team that in Kevin Adams that he's from this era and mm-hmm. he does you know understand the impact that a good Sabres team can have on this community. He had to deal with them. Yeah, absolutely. As the enemy. So it's he not did, like yeah. he wouldn't know. It's a big part of it. I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I think I think There's a lot a of things, of though, that can be had for this team going forward. I, I, I took it back to the Sabres. I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I, maybe it's because I'm just loving the fact that they're an interesting team now. They're an interesting like, fin- team. Like finally, after a few, a few, almost a decade, they're an interesting team. And for the first time probably in six or seven years, there's some real hope. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to take a quick time out, and when we come back, we'll wrap up the show as we head into a long Labor Day weekend. We'll do that here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones with you. Josh Schmidt behind the board. Dare Kramer along with us as we wrap up the weekend, as we head into a Labor Day weekend. What are you doing this weekend, bud? I am, I'm actually leaving from oh, here. Oh, that's right. You're going to Syracuse. Watch the football game. I'm going to Syracuse. It's going to be my first time in the Carrier Dome. So I'm actually, I'm probably going to send out a tweet just to kind of get like the whole, what should I do in Your Syracuse? Your girlfriend's parents are going to meet you in this scenario? 100%, yeah. What the hell? We'll see what's going to happen, man. <laughs> I, Speaking the, of hell, Harp Riles. The funny part was, is this was initially like, hey, you want to come down to Syracuse? And I thought it was like one of those like... <laughs> I'm going to meet the parents situation. She's like, yeah, like they're out of town. Like you're just going to meet my sister. It's going to be a barbecue. We're going to go to a game. I'm like, cool. I get ready, starting to go to work, you know, all that stuff. I run into her at Wegmans right over uh, here by the station, mm-hmm. just, you know, coincidentally. And she's like, so, uh, bad news. And I'm thinking, oh, why, all right, I guess our, our plans for the weekend are over with. And our initial plans were actually we were going to go apple picking today. Me and Josh were going to complain about fall activities and you know september 3rd or 4th or whatever it is <laughs> and she's like you're meeting my parents and i have to play off like this cool like that's great that's fine no worries and i'm sitting this? here and i'm like i have to now shave i have to look good i did my hair up today i'm wearing can't confirm jeans. people he did like i'm like jeans I'm we- I, well, I, bro I, there's no excuse to have to wear jeans in 80 degree weather i know i know well i'm, I'm, I'm gonna be in a dome for a football game at night so i'm like yeah right, you're gonna maybe, maybe indoors yeah, but I'm thinking like maybe, maybe on a early September day. It has been getting cold at night with a at bunch night. of people around you. Nah, I look good in jeans though. Shorts, I'm I'm iffy on depending on the day. Jeans, I always <laughs> look good in. All right, so um, you guys, uh, I need to know what is your thoughts on eating chicken wings? 
I love eating. Like, and, I was going to say, as like a whole. And going to a thing that has like weird chicken wing sauces. Yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah. So what's the weirdest chicken wing sauce you've ever had? And as, I, as I'm obviously paying homage to the wing festival going on this weekend, um, what's the weirdest wing sauce you've ever had? I don't know if I've ever actually had a weird yeah. chicken wing sauce. I so you're basic? I'm just... I kind of, uh, yeah, well, a little bit. That, see, no, wait. I'm a little frustrated basic, by it, but yeah. Basic is going to a Buffalo Wild Wings and putting ranch on your chicken wings. Well, that's aggressive. Wow. I'll say it. <laughs> Attacked a lot of people. Right, I'll that say was it. aggressive right there. A lot of people. Going, now, now, going to like like one of our fine local establishments, wherever you choose is the best place. I know everyone has their opinions. And There's getting a correct one, and we'll continue. Yeah. And getting medium wings, and and having you know uh, blue cheese with your carrots and celery. That I don't think that's basic because we're from Buffalo. That's what we do. We eat I, our wings. I get that. So uh, I'll tell you guys the weirdest wings that I've ever had mm-hmm. from Wingfest. Actually, as a matter of fact, um, there was a uh, there was this like strawberry wing sauce, which was very. I'm weird. intrigued. Yes. Very it sounds weird. like sweet and spicy kind of. Yeah, it a was bit, kind of, yeah. yeah, it was a little bit of a sweet, spicy sort of mix to it. Uh, and the other one I had was a peanut butter and jelly wing. Nope. I'm going to have to be convinced nope. to eat that one, but it won't take nope. much. Nope. It will not take that's much like, That's like that. peanut butter and jelly burgers. When people eat that, I'm like, how right, hang do you on. eat okay, that? I can, I can explain a little bit of why I think one side is okay and why the other one isn't. First off, don't knock it until you try it. I did. Um, so I have a little bit of evaluation process here. Yes, me, picky eater, managed to eat peanut butter and jelly wings and or burger. Um, how in the hell does this happen? Mm-hmm. So we're totally going over time, and I don't care at this point. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you got you to talk about the PB&J so, wing. With peanut butter and jelly wing, it's a little easier because of the fact that chicken's a little drier than beef. Patty well, yeah, beef. that's true. Yeah, that's true. So it kind of allows for the similar consistency of peanut butter. Okay. Which you can't eat without having some form of a drink on hand. Glass of milk, but yeah. Yeah, but still, it's like you still have to have something to drink you along to. with it. Have, have to. to. Have to. Because otherwise, you're going to be like the dogs. Just... Oh, yeah. Honestly, watching a dog eat peanut watching butter. Watching a dog eat peanut butter and then like the struggle to get it off the roof of the mouth is one just, of the funniest it, things you can watch. It's delightful, but yet at the same time, you're just like, oh, poor puppy. Uh, but yeah, yeah no, just get that's, some water. That's right what there. it is, though, is that the chicken. Is kind of what makes it a better combo. I, I, just I like how chicken mean. and waffles is a thing. I would oh. never eat maple syrup with a hamburger. Chicken and waffles <laughs> is oh man, yeah. But that's just, what I'm just a different breed. Yeah, it's, it's just phenomenal. And See, that's why. But I had no problem with just going and be like, oh, that sounds like interesting. I'm going to try yeah. it. When I hear peanut butter wings, I'm like peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter wing, and yeah. jelly wings. I'm like, eh, so it's... the jelly was a dip. Oh yeah, there we go. Okay, okay that. So if you're out at Wingfest, hopefully, like if you're out at Wingfest this weekend, uh, go get adventurous. F- find yeah. something else. Double Dubs is back. Uh, that was Josh Allen's place up in Wyoming. I they, was yes. They are A plus elite. Go get those wings because okay. um, if you're going, go get those wings because those are delicious. Might have to. Those were. I have to say it. They were the best wings I've had, and I've had the the establishment's right. top trio. Um, those were delicious. I want to try those out. So go to Wingfest, people, if you want to. Go do it. I mean, or don't. I don't I'm not going to tell you what to do with your weekend. <laughs> uh, sea Lion is winning in the poll, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, that feels was... correct. Sea Lion is winning 52 to 47. I definitely <laughs> voted for Seal, but I, well, I didn't do it with a lot of confidence. Yeah, no. I, we're, we were doing quick Sea Lion Seal disclo- uh, discourse. discourse. They very uh, well could be the same animal. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's no better way to end. <laughs> That's going to do it here for Sports Talk Saturday. I'm Zach Jones. Derek Kramer joined us along the way, and Josh Schmidt behind the board. 
we will be off on Monday. You'll have just some more international or uh, more national radio stations, CBS Sports Radio. They'll be on for Monday for Labor Day. So enjoy the long weekend as we head into week one of the Bill season as they look to take on the Rams this Thursday. Thank you for listening. This has been Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.